Christ is born indeed. Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist Church. We're glad you're here on Christmas morning. We had a good service last night, and um, we hope you've had a good evening and a good morning uh, today. I want to remind you that we have no Wednesday service this week, but the choir is meeting at 6 o'clock this Wednesday as they make preparations for January. Be in prayer for our youth this week as they leave on Tuesday for Gatlinburg. My understanding, it's an all-girl trip. They couldn't get any guys to go with them, but uh, it's about 12 girls. And, of course, Alan and Mary and some others headed to Gatlinburg this week. Be in prayer for them. As we prepare for worship this morning, hear the words to this call to worship. Like eager children waiting for dawn, tearing at the wrapping to get to the gift, waking sleeping parents with shouts of joy, let our celebration begin. May this Christmas morning find us able to say hallelujah, even in the midst of pain and anxiety, because you are our hope. Jesus Christ, come to us and fill our hearts with joy in knowing that this deeper truth that life contains, that because you come, all will be well. Let us witness not to successful lives, not to perfect health, to um, faultless families, highly achieving work or new possessions, but to the quiet inner knowing of you. And as we gather this joyful morning, let our alleluias rise from willing lips, from lives open to your gift and from hearts filled with your love. Alleluia, 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 and amen.
Good morning. How are you on this Christmas morning? Will, are you happy today after Merry Christmas? Are you going to be shy on me today? How many of you, let's see, Miss Georgia, do you remember our friend from last week? What? Do you remember our little friend? Do you remember the little mouse? What did the little mouse say? Someone, someone's coming to our house. And what did the people in the barn, I'll refresh those memory. The people, you don't remember the animals getting ready for baby Jesus? Well, today is our day. Someone has come to our house. Come here, George, I need your help. Santa, somebody else has come too. Can you hold these for me? All right, you hold them right there. Hold on tight, thank you. We talked about the animals, how they prepared the barn, how they prepared the manger. And today's the day Jesus has come. We also talked about the star and how brightly it shines. Last night we lit the lights and the candles and we sang such a beautiful silent night. God is good. Today is Jesus' birthday. And George is going to give you a star with something special on it while I light my candle. Georgia, can you give them a star? Thank you. What color do you want, Will? Okay. All right, you give them to them. Thank you. Now, can you come stand right here beside me? Can you come stand right here? Turn around. There you go. Here, can you hold these? Thank you. We have a star today that reminds us that Jesus is the light of the world. And when we prepare our house, which is our heart, and we open it up for the love, then he is there with us every day. And he is the light that guides us. But I have a light this morning. And we are celebrating someone's birthday. So I know some of you can help me sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. You ready? Happy birthday to Jesus. Happy birthday to Jesus. Happy birthday to Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Let us pray. Dear Lord, this is a special day. In anticipation, we have prepared our hearts, our home, and ourselves. These children are opening their hearts. They're listening to you. Someone, someone's coming to our house. Today it came. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your son and what he means to us every day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Before we pray, many of you may know the name Audley Hamrick. He passed away last night just before midnight, and so we want to be in prayer 
uh, for his extended family uh, as they uh, grieve at this time. You have thoughts, uh, prayer concerns on your hearts and minds this morning. I'm going to give you just a brief moment to lift those up to the Lord. It may not be, well, it may be a concern, but it may just be a word of praise that you want to offer on this Christmas morning to the Lord. It may be that your morning, uh, for some of you, it, it may have been very busy. And for others, maybe you've already had some time to spend with the Lord. But uh, if you haven't had that time, I certainly want to give you just a brief moment, and then I will lead us in a prayer today. Let's pray together. Father, we come together with joyful hearts this morning to share together as your people in the celebration that is the birth of your son, Jesus Christ, putting on flesh and walking among, among us, Emmanuel. Father, we have so much to rejoice over. We're thankful for your life, your birth, your life that you lived, and Father, the significance of what you came on this earth to do. Father, we rejoice this morning by the manger. We rejoice with the gift that is your son. Father, we uh, possess a peace and a joy and a strength that, Father, this world desperately needs to hear. And, Father, as you tell us countless times in your words that you have put on flesh and again walked among us, we're going to learn this morning of how uh, that can be translated as well. You have come into our neighborhood. And, Father, we pray that as you, come in, as you have come into our lives, as we have made room for you, Father, we pray that, Lord, that the life that you have given us would be lived out in our neighborhoods, would be lived out within our communities and within our workplaces. That, Father, the hope and the meaning that you give us in our lives can be translated into the places that we go each and every day. Father, we recognize that there are many within our world that are hurting this morning, whether it simply be economic reasons, whether it be uh, family reasons, whether it be uh, job reasons, just the opportunities aren't there, Father, whether it be there, there's loved ones serving in the military, loved ones who simply can't be home at Christmas. Father, help us to take your light and your love into our world today. And I pray, Lord, that you would meet each one here at the point of their need. We all come today with different needs, and Father, you know what those are, so we lift those to you. Father, we pray for our missionaries that are overseas at this time of the year. Father, we pray for a special blessing on them. We pray that they would feel the prayers of your people here uh, across the, and across the world for them this day. Lord, protect our servicemen and women as they serve and are away from home and away from family. Lord, uh, we pray for all the transitions and changes that are happening within our world today. Teach us as your people and help us and guide us to know how we can better be your hands and your feet. Bless us now this day and the rest of this service, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next hymn is number 98, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, number 98. If you are able, please stand and join me in singing.
Please join me in prayer. God of hope, peace, joy, and love, on this Christmas day, we give thanks for the gift of Jesus as the incarnation of the grace and truth of your love, which gives life and light. In our gratefulness, may we give generously of our time, our abilities, and our resources. Bless our gifts for the work of the church toward your just world. Indeed, may we give ourselves more and more to the weightier matters of your instruction, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. May we also become your word enfleshed by doing justice, loving mercy, and walking humbly with you, our God. May we increasingly make room in our neighborhood for all sorts of people and reflect the presence of Christ who draws the circle ever wider in whose name we live and pray. Amen.
thank you, Candy and Bells. I can honestly say I have heard the bells on Christmas Day. If you are able, I would invite you to stand for the reading of the scripture this morning. We will be in John chapter 1, a marvelous passage of scripture that uh, many of you will, will recognize. If you would like to read it from the Pew Bible, it is in, on page 922. But I'll be reading from the Gospel of John, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him not, was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. Thank you. May God add his blessing to the reading and to the preaching of his word this morning. You may be seated. Tears are falling, hearts are breaking How we need to hear from God You've been promised, we've been waiting Welcome holy child Welcome holy child I hope that you don't mind our manger How I wish we would have known But long awaited Holy stranger Make yourself at home Please make yourself at home Bring your peace into our violence Bid our hungry souls be filled World now breaking Heaven's silence Welcome to our world Welcome to our world Fragile fingers into Side. Rob our sin and 
I can't think of a more appropriate song for where we're going over the, just the next few minutes. So thank you, Lindy, for singing that and singing it so well. John is one of those gospels in the New Testament that, um, as a matter of fact, just the last two weeks, I have challenged a couple new believers to read. Um, it's one of those gospels that clearly John's target to his audience or clearly his message, his focus, was to communicate that Jesus was and is the very Son of God. There are two descriptions of Jesus in the Gospel of John that uh, are uh, very close to my heart, and I've shared one of those before. One of those is that of shepherd. In John 10, uh, the chapter uh, is filled with uh, analogies and descriptions of Jesus as the good shepherd, and he says there in John 10, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. The other description in the Gospel of John. This word is not mentioned in the Gospel. It's mentioned in in Matthew and in Luke, but is the name Emmanuel. And in verse 14, we're going to see in just a moment uh, how that uh, description of Christ is there in John 14, or 114. But the first five verses, I want to read them again of, of of the Gospel of John. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word there in Greek, uh, you see Word in your Bible or on the screen there was capitalized. The W is a big, large capital W. In the beginning was the Word, the Logos of God, and the Word or the Logos was with God, and the Logos or the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and of course it's talking about Jesus. All things came into being through him. So Jesus was there at creation. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. If you jump with me down to verse 14, we see here again a clearer example, again, of John communicating to us today and to his readers of that day that Jesus was the very Son of God. He says in verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. A literal interpretation of verse 14 um, could read, he pitched his tent among us. Or, in the message paraphrased by Eugene Peterson, he says, he moved into our neighborhood. And I love that example. He moved into our neighborhood. The Word became flesh and blood. He has become like us, God of the universe, enclosed in pigment, enclosed in skin. Philip Yancey says that um, one of the most, in most religious traditions, fear is the primary emotion when one approaches God. And we see numerous examples of this fear in the Old Testament text. But in Jesus, God found a way of relating with human beings that did not involve fear. What could be less fearful than a baby, a newborn baby, in a manger? One of the most famous and well-told stories of the incarnation, Jesus putting on flesh, is Paul Harvey's The Man and the Birds. I will not read that this morning. Uh, I would encourage you 
Nobody can, can read that story like Paul Harvey. And if you haven't heard it this Christmas, YouTube, Paul Harvey, the man and the birds. And no one says it or reads that, tells that story like Paul Harvey does. I don't have a story of, of a man and the birds to tell the story of the incarnation. All I have is the simple story of a dog. Uh, many of you know our family adopted two or taken, took in two new puppy collies in June of this year. Right now we have one of those collies. One, the other one has went to a really good home uh, near Winston, and we're excited about that. But um, it was very difficult in the beginning days. And, uh, and some of you, I, I see smiles because I shared my frustration. I wanted to say things that a pastor shouldn't say in the early days of, of owning these two collies because as much as I would try to communicate that you don't do your business here, they didn't seem to understand that. Um, but um, they're, they're in and out of the house some. But it, it was very frustrating. Like I said, I wanted to say things and, and do things that, that um, I, you know, was, were not good. But um, one of the things that I realized that if I wanted to communicate with this dog, I have to try to put myself in, in the dog's place here. You know, at first and still at times, we as a family are mostly incomprehensible to this dog that we have now. Her name is Finley. We, Piper is now in a new home. But Piper was the more loving one and, and bonded better with our family. And so we, have, we now have Finley and, and Piper, like I said, is in a great home. But um, we, are, we are incomprehensible. As much as we say, as much as we try to communicate, a lot of what we say and communicate is not registering. But as she is getting older and as we are spending time together, and there's a whole other sermon there, uh, if you want to get to know people and understand them and communicate better with them, uh, we need to spend more time together. And so as we begin to spend more time with Finley, as we're entering, introducing her to more of the, the home, um, she is now, we are now better understanding each other. Uh, each dog, like each person, we all have our temperaments and our personalities. And so as we understand her, as she gets to understand us, she is better able to do the things that we ask her to do. She understands treat. I understand that as well. Um, just to let you know, the office knows that quite well. Um, I understand chocolate as well. But, you know, we, she understands treat. She sits down. You say the word treat and sit and boom, she's, she's there. You know, she understands come on or go. She understands fetch. And she understands, uh, I think, potty. She understands a few other words as well. But again, most of the time, we are incomprehensible to our dog, Finley. And in order to communicate fully, I would need to become a dog so that I could speak in a way that she would understand. C.S. Lewis has a great quote about a dog in incarnation. And I don't know if you remembered hearing this before for some of you who are C.S. Lewis fans, but it reads like this. Lying at your feet is your dog. Imagine for the moment that your dog and every dog is in deep distress. Some of us love dogs very much. And if it would help all the dogs in the world to become like men, would you be willing to become a dog? Would you put down your human nature, leave your loved ones, your job, your hobbies, your art and literature and music, and choose instead of the intimate communion with your beloved, the poor substitute of looking into the beloved's face and wagging your tail, unable to smile or speak. Christ, by becoming man, limited the thing to which, to which him was the most precious thing in the world, his unhampered, unhindered communion with the Father. God has moved into our neighborhood as Eugene Peterson suggested in verse 14 of John chapter 1, and he has become one with us. He has done everything possible to relate with man by becoming one. Last night, we talked about making room for Jesus and making room in our hearts for Jesus. And when we do this, 
we allow his spirit to move and expand our faith and a little bit of Jesus moves further into our neighborhood. I shared with you last night that the two titles from last night, from Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, blend together. And those titles are Making Room in Our Neighborhood. It's today's title. And when Jesus moves into the neighborhood through you and me, we begin to relate with people in new ways. We relate with people who don't always look like us. We relate with people who are very different from us, maybe who do not speak like us. And to use last night's sermon, we begin to make room in our lives and in our neighborhood for the work of God. My prayer this Christmas day and in the 2017 is that we as God's people make room for him to move and make room for him to work. And as we do this, it can't help but affect the way our neighborhood, it, can, it cannot help but affect our neighborhood in greater ways. Have we made room in our hearts for Jesus? And as we do that, as God puts on flesh, he has in his son, Jesus Christ, but as he does that with you and me, I believe and have firm conviction that he desires to use us as his hands and his feet. We may not like to think of ourselves as putting on flesh, but if Christ is within us, there should be some tangible ways that his life is demonstrated both in our words and in the ways we relate with others. The author of this final quote here that I'm going to close with, I'm not the author is unknown, but it, he says this. He says, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If your greatest need had been, had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. And so God sent us a savior. I can't think of any greater gift that any of you could receive if you have not put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and receive the free gift of salvation that is offered in this Christ child that has come and put on flesh, God in the flesh, and has walked among us. And if you've not put your faith and trust in Christ, I can't think of any greater gift that you could receive this Christmas than the gift of his son. As we move into 2017 here soon, let us think about ways that we can put on flesh, ways that Christ can be exhibited through our flesh, into the, in our neighborhood and within our community. Let's pray together. God, we're thankful for the gift of your son. Emmanuel, God with us. Father, you have set up tent in our campground. You have come into our neighborhood. Father, come into the walls, into the places of our heart. And Father, take up permanent residence. Lord, we don't want you to just have a guest room, but Father, we pray that you would be with us and that you would be in us in ways that the world and our family and others within our community would take notice. Father, teach us more about what it means to be your children. And Lord, if there are any here today that have never put their faith and trust in you, I pray that they would do that this day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What greater carol could we sing after thinking about going into our neighborhoods with the message of Christ than go tell it on the mountain? Let's stand and sing together. i
or a benediction. And uh, let me remind you, if you have purchased a poinsettia, they would love to go home with you today. So uh, please, uh, please uh, take the appropriate poinsettias. Here now, our closing response. It has been done. The news has been shared. A young maiden will bear a child and she will call him Jesus. But that is the beginning of the story, a story that has not yet ended, a story that includes us, a story of which you and I are a part. So we go out to live the story, to tell of the hope that is being born among us this Christmas, to share the love of the season with the world, to be agents of peace in times of trouble, and to sing songs of deep and abiding joy. As you go, may God go with you into our neighborhoods, challenging us to respond to God's call in ways that are new, unexpected, and a little unsettling. And as Tiny Tim said so very well, God bless us, everyone. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas.